success looks so easy from the outside, but all successful people have had to overcome enormous obstacles along the way. And in many cases, look failure right in the eye. Most successful people don't focus on the struggle and they rarely talk about it because that's not what creates success. Join us here where we'll chat with serial entrepreneurs, both men and women, and share the good, the bad, and the ugly of entrepreneurship. We'll talk about the obstacles we faced and how to overcome them to reach the success that you desire. I am your host, Cami Lehman, and this is She's Invincible. Hey everyone, thank you so much for joining us today on She's Invincible. And do I have an invincible one to introduce you to today? Tahila Aloni, a former Israeli national female judo champion and IDF bootcamp instructor turned entrepreneur, CEO, homeopath, and extrasensory business consultant, combines her diverse experiences with NLP, Kabbalah, and spiritual practices. Through her holistic approach, she empowers clients to align with abundance and health in both their business and personal lives, creating a transformative path towards success and well-being. Oh my gosh, Tahila, welcome to She's Invincible. Hi, Kami. It's a pleasure to be here. So fun. All the way to Israel. We are making our way around the world and so excited to have you with us here to share your amazingness. So let's jump in. Let's tell our listeners how in the world did you get where you are today and what makes you invincible? So, you know, I think every, everyone has the purpose of their own soul. And only looking back in our lives, in most cases, we can realize that the challenges we faced were actually there to help us build our unique skill sets to bring our unique life into the world. So I started out as an age of five in judo, and I was the national Israeli judo champion for seven years running. And then I injured my knee and uh, I had to quit. And I became a champion instructor in the Israeli army which was great because I managed to make flip from being an individual athlete, which is only focused on her own success and someone who's quite selfish, to being in a thankless job, uh, helping new recruits just to the army, especially when these new recruits came from very difficult backgrounds. And I managed to do the flip in a very, in a very short time, and it was very painful, as changes sometimes are tense and good and uh, I changed and I then started studying homeopathy and I was doing homeopathy for many years and I just wanted to have extrasensory abilities and I was working a lot on my self-development and I did, just didn't come until one day I went to this Chinese uh, medicine healer and she was doing something with her eyelids. And I said, what are you doing? Because she was very accurate in what she was saying. She was diagnosing me uh, using her eyelids as indicators. And she told me, well, this is biergonomy and you can learn it, you know, at so-and-so. And I looked it up and as I, I explained it, it was just like into the electric, you know, you collect the according to the electric socket. Like, wow, this is what I was waiting for my entire life. And I started learning bioergonomy, which actually enables me to also focus 
and influence subjects spiritually using this extrasensory technique. Wow, that's amazing. And then what happened? And then I started working with uh, the, all these amazing women. And in order for a business to thrive, a town needs to thrive. So I take a holistic pro- approach. Uh, when a woman comes to me, I focus also on her personal life. I give her a homeopathic remedy, which addresses conscious and subconscious patterns, which are holding her back, helps her with uh, physical, emotional, and mental symptoms. And also I help her using biogonomy. You can me as the energy fields, whether it's a person, a bank account, a relationship, business. And these energy fields nurture and support their subject. Once these energy fields are disrupted, which happens quite often, unfortunately, that's when you see problems. You see discords in relationships, you see illness, the business isn't doing well. So when I do using Bargomi, first of all, diagnose the energy fields and make sure that they're intact. And if they're not, I can fix them using ergonomy. Then I make sure that interests of all the stakeholders are aligned. What does that mean? If we want to align ourselves with abundance or we want to attract our abundance into our lives or anything into our lives, we have to send a positive message to the universe. And especially mothers are familiar with this. On the one hand, you want to be a good mother. On the other hand, you want to invest in your career. And you, you, so you're sending conflicting messages to the universe. So first of all, I want to make sure that within the woman herself, interests are aligned, meaning all her desires are, are coherent. And also, I want to see that the people surrounding her and connected to her business, they also have the same interests. I can give you an example. There was this woman who has this amazing business, unique cosmetic oils. And everything seemed to be, she was doing everything right, but she was making money. For some reason, the business wasn't succeeding. And when I was using Balagoni, what we saw was that at the time, her husband wasn't making a lot of money. And he was threatened by her success. So what I suggested, again, thanks to the Balagoni, was that he should make a part of the business. And then... The business. So once she made him a part of the business, as she also asked for his opinion and made him feel like the business is his business, started making more money and their marriage improved. So there are these we need to take into account that we're not always aware of, which I, I use Baragonomy in order to check that. The next stage is that I use Baragonomy in order to give more insight. You know, as businesswoman and woman, and woman in general, people, I suppose, we're constantly making choices. And the biergonomy can give us extra insight. For example, I had a client that one of the employees was embezzling. So I used that biergonomy in order to point her out to the, to the employee who was doing that. And I also told her that I saw that it was because he had personal difficulties. His son was very ill at the time. And that was one of the reasons. And we also devised, um, which would, on the one hand, address the problem, but it would do it in a kind, in a kind way. So, creating situations which are, even in digital situations, it's creating win-win situations and aligning everyone's interests together. You want to create a positive and productive environment. 
So just for our listeners, tell me a little bit more about this bioergonomy. It's an extrasensory technique that you're using to help people figure out what's going on in themselves and their businesses. Yeah, this is it's an extrasensory technique with our eyelids are the most sensitive muscle in our body. So I use my eyelids as indicators. So I ask myself a question or someone asks me a question and I decide whether I move my hands simultaneously and my eyelids, it means a yes. If I move it to the right, it means a yes. Or if I move to the left, it means a no. So imagine you have this, this light and you decide what it means. So I'm constantly using my eyelids as these indicators. You can ask me how many uh, percent of something, and I just go 10, 20, 30, and it, I decide that my eyelid will, f when I when I count the, when I reach like the, the right percentage. So that's what I do. So if you have a five candidates for a certain job, and you go, we go over them, and I decide that when my eyelids flicker, that's the right candidate for the job. So this is very intuitive. So you're the one who actually sets the parameters and makes the rules. Exactly. That's a lot of responsibility. <laughs> I don't think I would want to have that responsibility. Do you ever get it wrong? Like, do you ever, does it ever go wrong? And that's, that's exactly one of the things that make me invincible if I go back to your question, is that what I, I realize is that I am not invincible. I agree to the fact that I'm not invincible and everything that I have is thanks to the grace of God. So uh, ask me a question. I literally have to reach to the void and hope that I get the right response. And every time I'm like, okay, and I just say what comes out. And you know, these clients, clients, and I always check their bank accounts. And one of my clients, when I counted and I went over the bank accounts just to see that they were healthy and had all the results, I counted four bank accounts. And I was thinking to myself, bank accounts, I might be wrong. My clients, you know, bank account one is okay, two is okay, it's not about what I kept on saying, okay, bank accounts are okay, bank accounts are that. I just say four. And only after we'd worked for a while and had enough courage to say, I, I just want to be sure. Every time I check for some reason, it shows that you've got four personal bills. Is that right? And she said, yeah, yeah, that's correct. And I was, <laughs> so it takes a lot of courage, um, but it works. Thank God. Oh, um, gosh. Yeah. So tell me this. So why is it important for people to go through this process? Uh, is it just for people that are struggling or stuck, or is it for everyone? Look, I think all divine intervention, <laughs> to be honest. And bioergonomy is just a very good which we have as a guide and also actually prepares the energy fields. I have clients saying, you know, I just had a fight with my boyfriend. They send me a message. I just had a fight with my boyfriend. Can you clear, clear their, clear our relationship? And I just quickly, and they like, as soon as, as soon as you did it, we felt much better and things were, things improved. And I'm always amazed, <laughs> to be honest, uh, but, but it works. 
And every time I, I, I approach every person and every time I ask a question, like I said, I reach into the void and, you know, my heart drops. And I just give out the answer and, and it seems to be correct in most cases because, you know, some things we're not just we're not meant to know. Not everything is meant to be revealed to us. And sometimes one of the answers that I get is that I'm not supposed to tell the answer, we're not supposed to know. But it's just really working this place of, of the void, like I, I like to refer to it, then known. And it takes a lot of courage. Now, is this something that you can do virtually or do you do this face to face? What does that look virtually. like? Virtually. I do it virtually. You know, there are some cases where I don't even I don't have to know the name of a person. I see if someone's thinking about someone, if if we talk, I'm discussing something with my clients and I tell them, look, I see that you do know the right option and they're going over the option in their head. You know, you can see by someone's eyes, you know, you can see their head. And then I can, and, and it will flicker. And I say, it's what you thought about now, that's the right path. And then they'll verbalize it and we'll go through it and we'll make it more accurate with fine tuning. That's so interesting. So you told us a couple stories already about different things that you've discovered. What has been the most um, amazing or unbelievable uh, thing that you've done with this practice so far? So there's just been so, so many things that I, I, I'm just amazed all the time that, that I feel like the divine is basically wanting to wanting to to reach out to us like we we have guides and they want to help us like waiting for us to listen so every time i i speak to someone and and we receive clarity we both of us receive i'm i'm just a vessel okay i'm always amazed when we receive clarity and the people that i work with are so happy and they feel relaxed you know in hebrew there's a saying there is nothing happier than erasing doubts. There's no happiness like like so erasing doubts. So I see that people give this reassurance, and you feel that you know you're really being guided, and and it's so wonderful and amazing. Whether it's the smallest choices or the huge choices, it's there. It's everything's important. Yes. Yes. So here's a question for you. Do, have you ever done this with children? Because I'm thinking like, well, I don't know if I'd want you to be my mom because you would know everything. <laughs> Eek. So is this something you do with children? I, you know, I do my kids. Um, and like I say, some things are meant to be revealed and some things are not. So I, I just, I treat this tool with a lot of respect. That's, I think that's very important to know when to use it and when not to use it. I'm especially, um, I, people's privacy is very important to me. So I, I usually keep, uh, try to keep a, an even larger distance than normal people. So I don't invade their, their privacy. That's neat. That's really neat. Okay. And here's a, uh, another thing that I'm curious about is that you say kind of like you're doing this in business and in health to have this overall holistic, you know, approach. So um, is it always about business or do some people come to you with health issues? I'll tell you what, I've been in the field of counseling for over 20 years and everyone I've met, no matter where they come from, has noticed that 
people are always interested in the same four things. Everyone wants to be healthy. Everyone wants to be loved and appreciated. Everyone wants money. And most women above the age of 15 want to lose weight. So. Well, that just puts it all in perspective, doesn't it? And you're able to help people with all of these things. That people want all these four things, but in most cases, they go about it the wrong way. So when it comes to health, they rely on prescription medication, which doesn't treat the underlying problem and create side effects. When it comes to being loved, valued, and appreciated, lots of people don't take responsibility for the self-development, so they, they develop mentality and blame, blame everyone else for their problems. When it comes to money, if you work too hard, you don't have time to make money. So people don't lift their nose off the grinding stone to think outside of the box. So they don't increase their income. And when it comes to weight loss, we all know the yo-yo diets where the only thing you lose is your self-confidence and the joy in life. So that's what I, what I see happens. And I, I like to tell the story about this garden in, in old Jerusalem. And there was this couple who lived in, this, lived in the house and owned this garden. It was the apple of the eye. Every time at sunset, they used to sit together and drink orange juice, which was fresh, freshly squeezed from the oranges in the garden. It has, had orange trees, lemon trees, jasmine trees, beautiful flowers, birds, bees, green grass, thing you can imagine. And one day they were sitting in the garden and they noticed that they weren't hearing any birds. There were no bees. Grass was losing its luster. The, fl the flowers were dying. The trees were looking lopsided and they started panicking. And they were shooting in all directions, getting experts from all over the country. So the key had support for the trees and the bee expert bowls of sugar water around the garden in a desperate attempt to get the bees. And the grass expert, everyone, he bought manure and put it all over the grass. And you can imagine what that smelled like. And nothing was really working. And one day, their five-year-old grandson came over to visit and they were taking a walk around the garden, trying to not stand on the horse manure and then how it used to be telling him stories about how the garden used to look many years before he was born. And the grandson suddenly points to the corner and he said, Grandpa, that in the corner. So they all tiptoed towards the corner of the garden and they saw that the water pipe had broken. The garden wasn't receiving enough water. They saw the water pipe. And lo and behold, the garden had come back to itself. The grass was green, the flowers were blooming, birds were back, were there, strong. And because, because they connected the water to the source, and that's what I do. I help people connect to the source because that is what that's what aligns us with abundance. That's what cures our physical, emotional, and mental ailments for connecting to the source. 
and I use fats and I use bioergonomy. That's amazing. I love that story. That's the best story ever. And then they had to pay all those people to come and do all their little tricks for nothing. Ah, how we live our whole lives like that, don't we? It's all about uh, totally, you know, have such a fragmented approach to life and to dealing with problems. And that's why I advocate a holistic approach. You also have to look at the picture and go to the source of the problem. And that's when the real solutions present themselves. I love it. Oh, that's amazing. What that, that That's really great work. Again, I don't think I want that responsibility, but I love that you're doing it and that you're offering that to help people to heal themselves and their businesses and their lives. And what a, what a great, great, great work you're doing in the world. So let's talk about this um, freebie that you have for our guests. Yes, for our listeners, you have the Business Women's Sixth Sense Quiz. I love that. I, I often am told that I have this sixth sense. So tell us about that. Thank you. So the sixth sense quiz is one that I've built based on my experience working with businesswoman, based on my knowledge in NLP Kabbalah, which is the Jewish spirituality, and my different spiritual studies. And this quiz not only measures your intuition, it also enhances it as you go along and do the quiz. You see, what I've noticed is that businesswomen who use their intuition make better decisions because our intuition is basically the voice of our higher self and the voice of the divine. It's the guidance that we get. So when you're aligned with your higher self, you make better decisions. And not only do you make better decisions for yourself, you make positive impact on the world around you and the world at all, you know, in general, because you know, they say about the butterfly that flatters its wings in Tokyo and it affects things in the United States. That's so right. that's why I it's very, very important that business women listen to their intuition, especially women, because that's such a strong tool. I love it. So let's do this. Let's tell our listeners where they can find you. Well, you can find me on my website, bioforbiz.com. It's there. <laughs> oh, it's yeah, there. that's awesome. Right in your background, bio, the I number agree. four, biz, B-I-Z dot com. So B-I-O, the number four, B-I-Z dot com. Awesome. Hey, I hope you're enjoying this episode. And just before we get to the good stuff, right? The good, the bad, and the ugly, I have this great announcement for you. We are starting the Pod Power Hour, which is a virtual event that's going to happen on Wednesdays at noon Eastern. And so if you've ever thought about having a podcast, if you have questions, if you are a podcaster and you want to come and meet other podcasters and learn what's new, what's happening, tips and tricks to be better at this amazing passion of podcasting that you have we would love for you to join us we're going to have experts there that are going to be sharing their genius it's going to be amazing so and if you're a host and you want to come meet some amazing uh people that could be potential guests for you on your show come on out what a great way to get exposure 
be sure to check it out on my website at camilehman.com as well as follow me on Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn. Whatever is your favorite platform, we will have registration there. You do need to register to attend and it is on Zoom. So super simple, just one hour every other Wednesday. We start on May 4th, so don't miss out. Get registered today. We can't wait to see you there. You have moved from fighting cancer to discovering how to live beyond it. But what now? With so many emotional side effects still unknown, as a new survivor, you find yourself in a void as you navigate through the isolation, fear, and an uncertain future that can overshadow you and your family for years to come. Instead of focusing on the uncertainty of cancer, consider how strong and determined you are and think of the strength demonstrated by those who stood beside you through it all. Consider this. You now get to choose who you want to be and what your intentional, fulfilled life can look like. You made it through treatment. We can help you define yourself as a survivor. We're here to help you through this moment, to walk beside you as you shift your mindset from counting the days of life to creating a legacy. For more information, visit www.adventuretherapyfoundation.org or contact us at info at adventurefound.org. This has been so great. You know, on She's Invincible, we promise our listeners that not only are we going to bring them fierce entrepreneurs and we're going to share their expert zone of genius, but we're also going to pull back the curtain. See, women are always comparing themselves. They're always comparing your success to their struggles. They want to give up. They always think things like, she's so lucky. Oh, good for her. Look at the work she's doing. I, I'm not lucky like her. <laughs> I know you just want to smack them, don't you? Because <laughs> the truth is luck has nothing to do with it. In fact, the harder we work, the luckier I find that we get. But we love to pull back the curtain to give them something to compare to. If you want to compare to success, great. Let's talk about the journey. So we're about to tell some fun stories about the good, the bad, and the ugly of the journey that you took to success. Are you ready to tell some fun stories? Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so first we're going to talk about the good. Tell us a story about the good or the greatest part of your journey so far. Hey, the greatest part of my journey was the turning point, which I had already mentioned, when I injured my knee in judo. Now, after the age of 18, I was doing judo from the age of five, and it was a huge part of my identity. And I injured my knee the night of... Uh, New Year's night before between in the year of nineteen ninety seven and sorry nineteen ninety eight and I'd injured my knee during a training that afternoon, and I realized that the injury was the end of my judo career and I was talking on the phone to my boyfriend at the time all through the night and you know crying about my career that I'd invested you know my entire life and it was a huge part of my identity identity because Whenever anyone introduced me, it was meet the judo champion. And now I was having to retire. And we were joking and we were saying 1998, 1998 judo champion, 1999 ex-judo champion. <laughs> so it was that night 
I literally found that I was going to quit judo and do something that I wanted to do in the Israeli army. Because the Israeli army recruited me as an excellent athlete, which means that I had time to train, that I had done like, you know, a simple course, which wasn't very important and I was in the position to do it. And I wanted to be a camp instructor. And the Israeli army doesn't give more than one basic course. So I decided once I had quit judo that I was going to invest all my energy in order to get onto that course. So I was checking, you know, all my connections, people which were high up in the army, which were family or relatives or friends, and phoning the women's unit, which is the unit which is in charge of these courses. And I kept on phoning the women's unit and I was answered by by the woman which were in, in low low ranked woman and they couldn't give me the response I was looking for. And I decided that since this is something that I really wanted, I was going to go to the office at six o'clock in the morning. I knew where this office was based and wait for the head of that unit, for the woman who was the head of the, the unit. So I remember going was like January, really, really cold, wearing my coat, six o'clock in the morning, waiting outside the office, which was actually in this caravan, <laughs> waiting in front of a parking lot. And I see this car approaching and a woman with high ranks on the shoulder coming out of the car. And I just knew, I just, this was the woman I was waiting to speak to. I knew she was the one who had what I thought at the time, my destiny in her hands. So I approached and I said, Listen, I apologize for not approaching you in the formal channels, but I really, really want to be a camp instructor and I'm an excellent athlete and I am willing to quit judo in order to be a boot camp instructor. Now, she didn't know I had already decided to quit and I need to quit anyway, but that was like my bargaining, my bargaining card. And she appreciated that and she said, you know what, okay. Um, I'll I take care of it. And I became a bootcamp instructor. So That's amazing. That good. Yes. <laughs> good thing you couldn't do judo anymore, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's too much. Okay. Well, now we're going to talk about the story about the bad, but we'll save the ugly for last. So tell us the story about the bad part of the journey. Okay, the bad, I have this client. And uh, her husband, she, she was in a business with her husband. Her husband left her and he left her with uh, lots of debt in the business. And she got involved with uh, another man who had a simple business and he helped her out and they became romantically involved. And this man was a narcissist and he swindled her out of a, out of a money. He kept on investing more and more money in his business. He was also emotionally blackmailing her. And it reached a point where he was so invested in his business, even though she didn't want to be in a relationship with him anymore, he was so invested in his business that she knew that if he goes bankrupt, he will never see that money again. Money invested. Initially forced her to invest more and more money in his business. So once we started working together, uh, she broke up with him. And I told her, listen, you've got to cut your losses and you've, you're never going to see that money again. You have to realize and just cut your losses and cut your relationships with that man. 
And after working with her, I asked her a few weeks ago, and I realized that I was doing something similar. I had software in order to create this quiz, which uh, the businesswoman quiz, right? Mm-hmm. And I invested money and I was learning the software and I created the quiz and I uploaded images and I, I made the integrations with different applications and in all these bugs and problems. And I kept on working around these problems and contacting support. And they said in one day, in two days, in a week. And I just realized I was in maintaining this bad choice. I'm not cutting my losses as soon as I realized that this program wasn't good enough. And I decided then and there that I was going to cut my losses and the program and work with a different software. And life about that when you make a bad choice and either maintain it and have it suck all your energy or cut your losses and move on. So that was an important lesson, and that's the bad. Yes. Well, it, it took a lot of time, but you took the same advice that you gave her, right? Like, cut your losses and just keep going. Definitely, um, but I should have taken that advice five weeks earlier. Yeah. <laughs> well, sometimes it takes us longer, right? Oh, my yeah, gosh. Definitely. Okay. Well, here we go. Now we have to hear about the ugly part of the journey. So tell us a story about the ugly part of your journey. Okay, so Agni is related to one of my companies, and we work with local clients and uh, Chinese. We had a Chinese manufacturer, so the local client ordered a certain product according to special measurements, which he needed to use during his in his renovations. And the Chinese manufacturer made a mistake, and he sent the pro the the product, but the measurements weren't accurate and we approached our client and we told him listen we've we've noticed the problem and we'll fix it as soon as possible we speak to the chinese manufacturer etc etc and the client was listen we've got a schedule um this is holding us but he agreed so the chinese manufacturer takes time obviously to manufacture it because everything's tailor-made created the products shipped it and we were in time. Okay. And didn't even want us to install his products yet because he was behind in his schedule. However, a few months later, this lawsuit blaming us for the entire renovations being behind schedule, having all these inflated expenses and placing all the blame on us, whereas actually we're Accountable for the mistake of a party and how he as an excuse blame us for his contract other contractors being behind schedule. So it was a huge lawsuit. And the lawsuits, even if they're they're fabricated, then we still have to pay the lawyers. Yes. And that's the problem because the legal expenses are huge. And uh, we, I managed to reach a settlement, but storm, it was so ugly and pointing, I must say, that people take this approach. Mm. 
And that's so difficult too, because in our businesses, sometimes we're not the only player, right? We count on other companies to deliver things and create things for us. And, uh, and you know, you just don't ever know what is going to happen with that. And as much as you don't have control, you're still responsible. And that is so hard. That is a big price to pay. And I'm sure it happens probably to many people. And is there really any way to prove, to guard yourself from that? Like, I mean, when you look back on that, is there anything you could have done differently or seen signs that this was a possibility with this other company or no? It's very, very difficult. Um, I, so, you know, 2020 hindsight, it's uh, just, uh, I suppose it's having a good, good contract, a very good contract that protects you. But still, the reason that people are paying you to work with a manufacturer and not working with them directly is because you're taking accountability. So it's a, it's a bit of a cash 22. Oh, yikes. Well, you made it out, right? Here you are. You're here yeah. to tell the story. That's the best news of the day is it doesn't matter what happens to you or what you have to overcome. You can do anything. And you did. And here you are. And now we're smiling about it, right? And we're telling the story in hopes that we can save someone else from enduring the same thing. Um, but wouldn't you agree that, you know, it is through these trials and tribulations, the good and the bad and the ugly that really help us to become who we are today and how we deal with things. I tell people all the time, you know, throw away the experience, but keep the lesson, right? Remember, take the lesson with you. So if you can kind of separate that and get rid of the, get rid of that experience, don't carry that with you. That's just baggage. But remember, Sue, that doesn't happen again. And I think that's the easiest way to approach these obstacles. And, I, and you're right, like having good contracts is really good. That's one of the things I pride myself in my companies is that we have really good contracts. We have a really good business attorney and she's got everything under control. So and I feel like that gives me confidence to move forward. And I do. I love what you said about that, because that is so true. Oh, this has been such a great conversation, you guys. All of the links are in the show notes so that you can reach out to Tahila and to uh, find out more information about what she's doing. And Tahila, is there a book or something if people wanted to read more about this before they actually were uh, wanting to engage? What, what would you say would be the best recommendation for them? There's a book that age of 18 introduced me to spirituality. And that's Conversations with God by, I think it's Neil Donald Walsh. And this got three volumes. And the book changed the way I looked at life. It was a, a huge eye opener. And I really recommend that book. I love that. So we'll have the link in the show notes for that book as well, so that you can get that if you want, or you can just click the links to reach out to Tahila and uh, be able to take this conversation further, ask questions, get your free quiz on her website. The links will be there as well. Just click the links in the show notes and we'll get you wherever you want to go. And one more question before we say goodbye, I'd love to ask our guest to finish this sentence for me. The world would be a better place if more people knew blank. Fill in that blank for us. Knew that the universe is trying to guide them all the time and all they have to do is stop and listen 
I love it. Oh my gosh. Just stop and listen. The universe has your back, right? I love this so much. Okay, you guys, I don't know where you are in your life or your business, but if you're face down on the ground right now, just get back up. Tell them to heal it. The universe is for you. Even challenges are there to develop your unique skill set. Get back up, you guys. You can do anything. I know you feel like you can't. I know you feel like you can't get up. You can get up. Just just count the three and get up and go for it because you are invincible and you can do anything. Thank you for joining us today. If you were inspired or learned something new, please follow the show, submit a rating and review and share us with your friends. If you would like to chat to see if you can attract your ideal client and monetize your business through podcasting, please book a free call with me at camilehman.com. I can't wait to meet you.